Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Doug, how are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. That's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Rod. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. <clears throat> Frank, it's a, we have no idea what we're going to talk about, but it is a tradition of this uh, podcast. Can I say one thing before the, you continue? No, go ahead and interrupt. You're one of those kind of guys, <laughs> by the way, that every time I talk to you and all the rest of it, you're going to come and do something. You would think I was talking about Jesus. Uh-huh. Oh, it's Frank Leandro. I'm like, hey, what are you? <laughs> Welcome, Frank. Is that what you're like? Well, there you, I, like, I, you know, I kind of like the uh, yeah the, the greeting before you got here. <laughs> That's right. I, I liked the glow that I was getting. Uh, I had an aura before you walked in. Way to go, Tom. Yeah. So before I was so oh, graciously interrupted by Tom, uh, it's a tradition of the podcast gracious. that the guest tells the story of their very first automobile. Oh, I like it. Oh. So what was the first car you ever owned? Uh, first car now that I bought. Or yeah, yeah, not that the hand-me-down from your grandma. Because the first one I ever drove was a Ford Tempo. That oh, was, God. Uh, yes, because my dad would buy low-level, entry-level um, cars the same way. and, and moved it. He'd buy them and rotate them every three years. And it was either a Dodge or a Ford or something like that. He was a traveling salesman. Uh, not a, I shouldn't say traveling salesman. He was a district rep okay. for... Caloric Corporation. Do you remember that by any chances? Ranges 
and uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, was, they were uh, soaked up by a manna years yep. ago, but it was a Raytheon corporation. So uh, he would he would sell stuff to the stores. Um, before the big box stores came around, the Best Buys and stuff like that, he would sell to all the little stores that sold um, appliances, yep. home appliances and stuff like that. So it was a Ford Tempo held together by duct tape uh, in the front. And uh, it was black duct tape on there. I don't think the black duct, duct tape was usually uh, – people had it back then. It was before they started – Doing a full range of colors like the three that they have now. Yeah, it was all gray. Uh, yeah, it was all gray for the only gray pipes. Um, but the the license plate was D U C T A P, so it was duct tap. Nice. Uh, duct tap. Because you only you had six in Wisconsin. So, uh, so that was the first car I like would park in places and then go back and bring it back home. That kind so of thing. I have a funny story about. Those. I didn't get to my first car yet. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Before I was so yeah. rudely interrupted again, now? again. Uh, Shut up, you. <laughs> my first car, uh, because I was, I grew up and uh, my dad was like, I want to say cheap, but very um, frugal. Uh, I would say, I bought the first car I bought, and I had a, a decent amount of money because I was traveling around the country doing uh, comedy. I bought a Honda Accord. Because I didn't want to go all the way to the Toyota Camry. I felt that was a little bit much. Too snazzy. Too too much flash. Uh, But but I went to Honda Accord. The Civic was a little smaller than I wanted. But that was was what I bought was the, the Honda Accord. Now can I tell my tempo story? Nope. 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 Hand signal. It's okay. really a good one. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so I got into the car business almost 40 years ago to save up money to go to grad school, and I've been too stupid to get out. But <clears throat> my first job was selling Fords in Bloomington. And the tempo had just come out, and the first year they were carbureted and just terrible cars. 20 below zero, this guy comes in, and he wants to test drive one. I jump-started 15 and went zero for 15. Jeez. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> decided cold. to I buy one. Started. And he goes, that's okay. Uh, maybe I'll come back uh, and try it another day. He came back Monday and bought one. I'm like, wow. And you, classic salesman. on a brand new car. Well, of course I sold it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah you never give up. You're, that's, that's right. You selling. don't say no. I'm well, not me, in the sales prevention department. Is. Yeah, right. Maybe he had a heated garage. Not a big deal for yeah, him. Or the temperatures. lives in Arizona, or, Yeah, there you go. Maybe. Drive it down. So what is the deal with that? Why do cars not start in the cold? Well, in those days, they were, Weak they were trying to figure out. Well, let me see if I can guess. Because their computers... Okay, you could start. Yeah, you know, they're actually the really chip close. shortage. Uh... So they were just starting to use computers to try to make cars more fuel efficient, not pl- and it, they didn't work. Now they, everything uh, starts. And when was the last time you had, last yeah, time you had to jumpstart a car was mine. That actually. is true. Right after you were done talking about how the... Didn't you just... You, yeah, you said that you hadn't had to jumpstart a car in like 30 years. Yeah. And, and then, then that came day, out of the podcast yep. and they left my doors open and the lights were on. Yep. I'm like, shit, oh, Andy, God. I need a jump. Mm-hmm. Anyway, talking like that. about what Tom mentioned earlier, the other Tom, um, about people going, oh, my God, Frank Kelly. Am I the other Tom? On the, on the podcast. Well, oh, we're going to call you OT. This guy here, OT, is, Tom. This OT, guy here is in that club. He found out you were coming in and... 
You know, despite the fact that he owns a Ferrari, he's too cheap to buy a <laughs> ticket to Acme to see it. Oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you. So, um, big, a big fan. And uh, having weak moral character, I don't drink any longer, thank God. But So, so we know would, you're not in sales. Yeah, right. Oh. Right. Exactly. So I'm, uh, my wife and I were dropping off a car down in Rochester, and on the way back, she said, we should stop at the casino. I'm like, have you lost your fucking mind? I don't drink. I don't smoke. There isn't anything good about this. She had bought tickets to your show uh-huh. as a surprise to me. So finally, after I, I just, it, I was just awful to You're her about her, this. Yeah. Her like I'm like, what are you thinking? She finally said, I actually was surprising you, and I have tickets to see Frank Caliendo. Oh, okay. So that would have been... Did we meet? I feel like I've met you before. I, I, well, you probably made fun of me. Um, but I don't <laughs> if I haven't, I'm about we, to. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but it was uh, it was awesome. And so we were just fishing in Montana, and uh, Dougie said, you know, Frank is going to be on the show. And I said, I'm not going to travel that day, so I can come hang out. Now explain to me exactly what you do. Not much. Yeah, we're curious, Tom. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 so is, is everything. Is that, that's why I'm actually here. Yeah. This is, yeah. Uh, right, to find out. This so, is an intervention. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been there. Yeah. Uh, um, I, uh, Sounds like more than once. Yes. Yeah. I am the uh, actual VP of sales for Fuse Auto Tech, which is uh, software. Okay. And then I had a company called the Ryan. What kind of software? What is it? uh, It's uh, it's a SaaS software as a service in the fintech sector, which is what automotive dealers use to check out or the cashiering of the car. So no longer going to that guy. You'll actually be able to buy a car in one of these bank documents, paperwork, everything. Everything. Sure. And it turns out Frank and Tom have no mutual people in the car business. We were talking before you got here. Well, let me me even say this. uh, This is funny, though, too. So when you buy the car on the app, will the lighting actually drain your soul, too? Yeah. Will it it do that? part of your brain out, (laughs) too. See, so we were talking like you had segued into before I had to get sassy. Um, my brother-in-law is actually in customer, customer relations management. He sells software uh, to the companies, or, or it, I shouldn't, I'm not exactly sure how it works. He does, he has the software for the companies, and then he manages he, he, yeah, the, so- and so the software. Yeah, so the dealerships sign up with Phone Ninjas, Phone Ninjas, which is yes. his company. And then they will, um, you know, they listen to the calls. And they improve. Like if you call a car dealership, and I've heard some of these types of calls before. I'm not going to obviously say where they are or whatever. You, but you can. No, I don't want to. They all suck. Okay. But it's people will actually answer the phone and say hello. Oh, <laughs> like they won't That's say helpful. this is whomever's dealership. They won't right. say that type hello. of thing. So, but the reason is there's so much turnover at the entry level of the car dealership world, and pretty much everywhere now. But there's so much turnover, they don't have great people answering the phone. But what happens is, you call a car dealership and you want to get service. Somebody answers the phone, hello. You're like, why did I buy a car from these people? <laughs> so they go in and they listen and they coach people. And they work on these calls, so there are different packages and things they can right. do. They can either coach your calls, or they can actually send somebody out there and um, or bring somebody even on to work. And it's it's an amazing thing because it's like it's like anything when you when you have a, you know you go to a hotel and you check in and the person at the front desk is awful. 
your your whole experience is ruined That's for right. being at the hotel. Well, imagine being on the phone and not even being able to read the person's face and eyes and stuff like that. You call up, and you do, you know you want to buy a car, but there's no. Not only is there no information. They're not even telling you who they are. <laughs> well, and the business model is what makes it worse. And, and that's one of the reasons we're inventing this stuff. Because most people that call a car dealership, want to buy a car, want to know two things, right? Do you have it? How mm-hmm. much is it? And the second one. So, so here. Right. And um, we teach the, tra- the, the phone people, they don't want to answer the second right. question. Well, you know, it's a big sale, and come on in, and you know, it's right. a Ralph Spoil Sport Motors, and hurry on down, and what Ralph time can you come in? Ralph Spoil Sport That's Motors. That's Fire Sign Theater, actually. It's a hell of a, so, a really old bit. <laughs> I, did a, I did a project uh, for one of the big OEMs, and they did the research. Um, the most trusted occupation in the U.S. is a firefighter, rated at 100%. Um, car salespeople scooted in at nine percent. Now the butt of the joke, <laughs> right above if there, comedians. If there yeah. is yeah. one, this is the best part. Perfect strangers came in at fifty-four. <laughs> so imagine the excitement 54. of both Doug's and mine, in, our in-laws, future in-laws, when they found out. Guess what, Dad? I met a guy. And he sells cars. Seriously, how exciting that had to have been. He's been divorced twice, and he plays in a band, and he's a car salesman. (laughs) Perfect. Can't wait to meet you. And he was sober once. Uh, Right. 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 What? uh, So, what do you do with the second one? What do you do with when they? So we think that if we just give the customers the information they want, there's. I don't know that a lot of people yet will buy do the complete transaction online but because they have the ability to access all that information it's going to speed up well, the process I, I tell you, the first thing the, the, I, I think it's going to I know it'll work because sure. Tesla's got a similar model mm-hmm. like people like uh, when yeah, I but Tesla hasn't figured out how to do this he no Elon Musk may get you to Mars but he can't do digital retail uh, not yet yeah well my son bought his completely off of it uh, sort so, of now kids they kids have will to do sign it. some stuff Kid, that's yeah, right yeah yeah that's they right. come and they, yeah. you've got to sign right. stuff oh I see what you're saying yeah it's almost like DocuSign-ish kind of okay it's like if you ever bought a house you have to do some of it in person yeah. no matter what right. yeah it's just yeah the way the system is yeah we have a disgusting term for that it's called a wet sig- signature right mm. well the, right. the, the yeah. statistical numbers when you look at the xyz gen of the 335 million they they represent almost 270 million of our so mm-hmm. the now not all of them can buy cars yet but right. the the people coming up are not buying anything the way we did right they don't watch they don't take in media the same way my, my son doesn't watch a game he watches highlights right. Like, that's right. and that's right. why yeah. that's why they think some people are my son's a little more uh, of a critical thinker but you know some people think certain players are incredible because all they see yeah. are those highlights right. they don't see all the problems throughout the game and all right. the turnovers and stuff like that so tesla's like interesting because i couldn't I couldn't fathom all the stuff he was doing and how he was doing. My brother-in-law actually helped us along the way uh, because I'm like, I don't know what any of this, you know, I, I, I'm too old. I'm 48, it's over for me in terms of trying to learn anything. Oh, Jesus. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's ancient. But yeah. it's my brother. What I was going to say is my brother used to be in mortgages um, 20 years ago. Yeah. It was, what, before 2008, I think, before things fell out there. Mm-hmm. So he was in mortgage. And what their, the idea of their company was – we're just going to be honest with you. We're going to tell you what the mortgage rate is. We're going to tell you uh, what the points are. We're going to tell you anything. And then if you don't like it, if you have somebody that's better than us, 
bring their contract in and we will show you the difference. Yeah, that was run by a former used car salesman. That's an old tactic. Well, well no, no, this is, they were legitimate. Yeah. They were like they were real, but they were they were not trying to to do it. So they their whole thing was honesty. It was 100% honesty. Nobody would do it <laughs> because the starting numbers were higher than the other numbers. Mm-hmm. So they would give them the actual number of what they would be paying. And like our whole thing is we're honest. So you're going to be putting this much down. This is what you're going to pay. It's not adjustable or it's adjustable. And they do that kind of thing. Well, this is adjustable and we only have to pay that. By, and they go like, but you're going to be paying all these fees that you're not looking at right, right. now. Yep. Nobody trusted them. Nobody would believe yeah. it. So that's the thing that will be interesting because I think it's different in digital. I think it's different yeah. in digital because they don't – it's a weird thing, though. It's almost a weird thing where we should probably trust digital less, but we don't. We trust it more. Oh, yeah. yeah. We no, trust that's it definitely a, a, our strategy. A lot we, more. So pretty much just it's... ripped off price lines. So when yeah. you shop on our tools, it'll scan four or five different banks, and the payments change in real time. But it's a bit oh, like wow. going to the, it's okay. a configurator, so to speak. So if you went to Apple to build a Mac... You mm-hmm. you're picking the banks, you're picking right. the terms, you're picking sure. you're you're doing everything. You're not we're not doing it for you. So mm-hmm. you can do it on your couch, you can do it in your car, you can do it in at a dealership, the dealership taunting somebody? Yeah, you we can, can okay. we can do that. This too. coffee sucks. <laughs> yeah. I gotta point out one thing to Frank. <clears throat> you and I well, Andy, Doug, you and I can be very jealous of Tom. He got to meet someone I would have loved to have met, and you would have too. I'm just guessing. You got to tell him the story, man. Um, gosh, we've told it before, but I yeah, I, but Frank uh, hasn't heard it. I'll, I'll I'll make it abbreviated for you. So we had yeah, we got to be um, out of here by noon. Yeah. <laughs> so um, some years ago, my kids went to one of the local schools here, Benilde St. Margaret, and had a. Uh, uh, one of their classmates playing hockey got checked from behind, uh, snapped his C5 quad. Um, great guy, too. Great guy, Jack Jablonski. Yep. And so in this, I've collected books my for years and years and years. And so amongst the Walzers and some others donating cars and doing some really awesome things for Jack, I said, I will reach out to all the authors if they'll sign, I'll donate the books. So I wrote a letter to Harper Lee. Okay. And uh, I had to find a, somewhere to mail it to. I, I literally made it out finally to Harper Lee, Monroeville, picked the middle of three zip codes. And <clears throat> two weeks later, got a response from a woman named Tanya Carter. And lo and behold, she said, uh, through long story, that Harper Lee doesn't sign books, isn't a public figure, and hasn't. However, send the books with a note from his priest or principal and we'll sign the book. So we did. Over the course of a couple years, uh, since I travel for work, she asked if I was ever in Alabama frequently. (laughs) Never. Um, I said, yes. So she said, would you like to have lunch with Nell? Nell Harper Lee is her real name. And so anyway, long and short was through a maze of a day of going from spot to spot till I could finally get there. I, I, I went there and met up with her. Um, and, of course, this is the abbreviated. I asked how we got there, and she said uh, she showed me a box three feet by two feet. Uh, she said, this is this week's mail. 
1,500 pieces. Jeez. And I said, who answers them? And she said, uh, I've been here 17 years, and it's my job. Now ask me how many I've responded to. I asked, and she said, one. Period. Oh, won the lottery. And, yeah. And out of the blue, for whatever reason, she said one day she came in, reached down, picked up a... Are you a religious man? No, should not. I'm a, <laughs> not be now, recovering man. Catholic. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's the short version, is I did get down to meet her shortly before she passed. And uh, at that point, uh, funny story, in her office was the uh, a cabinet with her Medal of Freedom on. And mm -hmm. so I was in her office by myself waiting. It was just Tanya Carter and I. And I said, is there anything off limits? And she said, no, why? And I said, then I'm going to put that medal on. <laughs> and she said, go for it. So, And then oh, uh, she signed a copy, actually, a couple of them, of her new book, too, Go Set a Watchman, and wow. sent them to me. So. I feel like for our younger listeners, I should clear something up. A book is a stack of pieces of paper <laughs> with words written on it yeah. that you would read for fun. concealed mm -hmm. inside there. Um, it's an analog blog. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that was the... Uh, mm. But it was pretty awesome. Well, I'll tell you, though, Frank and I have met Tony Lee. What do you think of that? <laughs> yeah. There you go. And my and name's Frank not. Lee. So. <laughs> my name's Frank Lee. Yeah. So now you got all the Lees, yeah, uh, exactly. Lees out there. Honest to God, that's, I am... I'll be jealous forever, Tom. I loved Harper Lee. Yeah, loved she's her. awesome. She was. An amazing writer, no question about it. She looked like an 80-year-old with a $4 haircut um, <laughs> sitting in a wheelchair. Uh, well, no, I mean, it was, you know, you yeah. kind of get there and you have, uh, be careful what you wish for, right? Yeah, you expect right? them you, to be levitating slightly yeah, off the you ground? You just yeah. don't know, right? And so here's someone that you never get to meet or no one does, and you get there and go, well... Just a person. Yeah. Well, right. I have a story about uh, meeting a fellow by the name of Howard Hughes. Howard. <laughs> exactly. I thought he was dead before you broke. Whatever. I you know. traveled through time. Me yeah. and Howard and Cab Calloway are playing Cab golf. Calloway, Riviera. baby. Now we're talking. Hell of a player. There's no doubt about that. Now, I just, I remember the first time you told me that story, Tom, I said, God, I, and it's the one letter they happened to grab. Uh, it's just coincidence. How weird. So as it turns out through further, was Tanya's nephew had been paralyzed a year earlier in an auto accident. Oh, yeah. And so there was oh. a connection of sorts. But and it so, wasn't a connection until she picked the letter. Yeah, sure no, that's right. absolutely right. Yeah, it's just It's not a, like she went through 17,000 um, to find and, the paralyzed kid. When I got there, uh, the Jablonskis, uh, Nell had asked for a pictures and stuff of Jack. She had it on her mantle. I mean, she never married, never had kids. Her older sister was her best friend and was her attorney. She was 102, for real. And her attorney was a buck two? Buck two. Well, I think I've used them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got a little runway left there, boss. Yeah, I got a lot of <laughs> runway left. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Nah, that's just a great I love hearing that story. It's a great story. No doubt about it. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great. Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year. Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company, and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six? I used my computer. <laughs> we better not ad-lib. All right, we won't ad-lib. Never mind. People will... 
Well, well you're not mean. that good at it. Oh, yes, yeah, that's true. That's, you know, we have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app, but sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person. Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy. We hope to see you in Maple Grove soon. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. But I still, on your side of things, I will not say what the dealership was, but I want you to get that kid from Mystic Lake to come on the show and talk about his first car. Haven't I ever told you this story? No. I won't say where it was, but I'm in a dealership. And there's a brand new Rolls-Royce Phantom. And we don't have a Rolls-Royce dealership. No, we know not which anymore. store it was. Yeah. It was Don Sears. Yeah. We don't have it anymore. But Maybe. <clears throat> so I walk in there and go, my God, Rolls-Royce Phantom. What was it, like 800 grand now or something like that for the a cheap lot. one? Yeah. I walk in they said, an 18-year-old kid, our kid from Mystic Lake just turned 18 years old. And he wanted to buy a Rolls-Royce Phantom for his birthday. Then I talked to one of the salesmen, not Don, obviously. I like Don, though. Don was, he was a, great he was guy. a really awesome. good guy. Apparently, the kid never picked it up. Hmm. How about what? that? Apparently, they bought the Rolls Royce, and he never came and got it. He just wanted to know that he owned it. He didn't actually want to drive it. Now, there's a car selling secret for yeah. you. I'll sell you the car, and I get to keep it anyway. Yeah. And for some reason, you think this person's still alive? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> sounds like the beginning of a long and horrible story. Uh, yeah, you might be right about that. Is that is true, yeah. God, do you think that's about that he got killed or something? Well, who knows? <laughs> I oh, would guess so. Even if he didn't, by I making decisions like that. Yeah, maybe. I bet I have a likely chance of meeting him in a meeting more than yeah, we do right. in a car dealership. Yep. But uh, uh, it's all true. Yeah. I mean, no matter how rich you are, $800,000 car isn't something you're just like, eh. It's not worth my time to go pick up. No, I think there are people that I get to. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I've, I've oh, met yeah. some people. I mean, they send a servant yeah. or something, right? No, people forget about it. They don't care. There's a, when it when, Means you, when, you, when you have so much money, and all, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I'm having it. Like, if you can figure out how to get that much, uh, go for it, you know? Yeah, but it's one of those things that's, uh, to me, I go, geez, I can't even. But the, I do that with things that, you know, friends are that my friends can't believe it's not at that level but uh, you know a few hundred dollars a thousand a thousand dollars bothers me a few hundred dollars like to me at times like i'll just ah, I, I, I can take the loss on I, it. I had a similar experience um i forgot to put my eggs away after i came home from the grocery store <laughs> and hurts. sometimes yeah. don't finish the whole can and of I, coke exactly right. that's, that's see there's a that's 45 cents worth I of coke right there i have weird things with super cheap things that like i try to save the five dollars on a hotel right but then on um, some other thing i'm like ah, i just spend the you know on the mm. on the on the concert tickets i'll be like oh we'll buy them off of the internet to Secondhand, uh, you know, StubHub or something. I'll pay the nine hundred bucks. You know, it's like for my kids. It's usually for my kids. Oh yeah, yeah. But then I, but I also mentally amortize things because I will get a lot of stuff free. So if I can get the free stuff, I'm like, well, 
if we got these tickets here and these tickets here for free, that's worth probably two thousand, three thousand dollars. If I spend nine hundred over here, well, that's now I've spent nine hundred for four sets of tickets. Yeah, right. That's not so bad. You know, that's that's how I get around. Because I, my dad was super cheap. I mean, was one of those frugal. things. <laughs> frugal. Yeah, frugal. I mean, I remember I told the story the other night on stage. Like uh, it was in Toys R Us as a kid, and they had those WWF at the time thumb wrestlers. Uh-huh. And, you know, they, you, 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 I wanted to buy a couple of them. He's like, "Get one, just get one." I'm like, <laughs> what, do you, "What do you mean, just get one? I'm going to be thumb wrestling a phantom." And they, yeah, that's right. And like, you do the same, man. right? Yeah, well, right. He has to train just first training, he just training, yeah. it's just training. And it's, I was like, "What the heck?" And he did the same thing with shoes. So we just hop around a lot. No, come on, man. He would. If that's the. That would have been so, Frank, his way. I have to ask. Um, uh, you know, one of my favorites ever. Uh, you were on Letterman. I, I'm curious what that's. I mean, that's got to be pretty awesome. You sound like Chris Farley. Remember that time you remember were remember that time? No, I mean, yeah, that, that was just, awesome. No, it was just remember that time. <laughs> um, that's a big deal. Letterman is interesting because uh, he never would talk to me. He would only talk to me on mm-hmm. TV. He that's didn't talk behind the scenes. Yeah. I think there's before. a few people he's of... like oh, really? interns. But no. Uh, no. Oh, those were <laughs> that no. kind of talk. I well, think. he did. No, yeah, there was a story about that. But um, uh, he would never like they would shut down the hallways when he would go so like he yep. was he was like Howard Hughes with a talk show. It was a very, very weird. odd kind of thing. So I was mostly interacting with him. Um, even didn't want to talk during the commercial breaks. He was like, save it, save it. I just remember he was taller than I expected because he's probably about 6'2". I'm 5'6". And apparently I'm the only person in like Hollywood that uh, – not not even in Hollywood, but in the entertainment business that doesn't lie about their height. I've met so many people that are 5'10 that I'm eye to eye with. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm 5'6". Well, this doesn't make sense. Well, yeah. So when Trump. I talk so, – yeah. Uh, Trump was tall. Trump wasn't that short. No, yeah, he's no. the same height I am. Quite frankly, I was probably, what, eight feet? Eight feet, yes. <laughs> eight feet. Right, I looked Mr. down President. at Andre the Giant before I body slammed him. <laughs> well, the son is eight feet tall, so uh, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, his is about eight He's got tall. some gigantism going Jesus. or something. I don't know. I, I thought Trump was maybe 6'1", 6'2", ish. No? Yeah, he's about, but he claims to be 6'4". Oh, yeah. He's not, I don't think he's 6'4". No, he's, he's the same he's height also, I am. He's also a pear-shaped man. Mm, like he's yes, in the he shape, is. Like he, he rounds at an odd point. He does. Where you'd never seen before he was president. You never saw those pictures, but you'd no, seen golfing right. and stuff because they, right. they'd get full body pictures and he's very thick in the hips and waist. Yes, he is. And uh, almost... Uh, you know Oliver Hardy-ish, I think. Or something. It was a very well, odd. I don't know if that. It wasn't not that huge, but he was just—he was doughy, and I didn't expect yeah, him to be. Yeah. But he has really—he had really great suits, so oh, yeah. they were totally oh, yeah, tailored so well. Yeah. Um, but that—I've told you that story before. Meeting Trump, no, I haven't told on this this show. So it was—I uh, was during Fox. It was the NFL. We were shooting a pregame sketch for the playoffs, maybe 2007, 2008, something like that. It was one of the times he was going to run for president and wasn't, when those kinds of things. And um, it was at Trump Tower. He, decided, he said yes to doing the sketch at Trump Tower. I was dressed as Trump, to- totally and fully as him. Uh, mini, we shall call him Mini Trump. Um, so, by the way, and this isn't a political thing, but Donald Trump, quite frankly, becomes Dr. Evil very easily. He uh, does. And then You're right. in, in, in the middle is Robert Downey Jr. So, um, 
So we're doing. We're, we go. We go to shoot the sketch, and he's like, Do you, he's, "I'm wearing like a blue tie, and he's wearing a pink tie." Or maybe, yeah, I was wearing a blue tie. He's wearing a pink tie. He's like, "Wait a second. Wait a second. Do you want? Do you want to get a pink tie? Should we match? Should we match? Should we match?" <laughs> I'm like, sure. So he has somebody go get a tie, and then we match. Oh, and then we're shooting the sketch. And uh, we're going through the sketch, and it stops down. Something camera moved wrong, or something like that. We got to reset. And he's like, "Wait a second, is is this funny? Does this seems funny? Does this seem funny?" Everybody around the room, yes, Mr. Trump, fantastic, Mr. Trump, it's great, Mr. Trump. It's like, wait, wait, wait. Does anybody ever tell you something that you know right. isn't good? He goes, "No, Franken, that's part of the problem. I can't get real answers." And no. I was like, "Well, you know what? Run for president, then. You really should. That'd be good." Um, <laughs> so it's your fault. Yeah, right. So, right. so, uh, so he says. Um, so after the sketch, he's like, do you have a second? I'm like, yeah, I got, I got plenty of them. That'd be great. So come with me. And it was like, Willy Wonka, come with me. We'll see. <laughs> so he takes me down uh, to this um, to this kiosk kind of thing, this counter, and starts. Uh, he's like, do you like ties? He's just, and he starts giving me ties. He's like, uh, then he's like, do you, do you like cufflinks? I'm like, uh, he's like, do you wear cufflinks? I'm like, not yet. Uh, but, <laughs> I will. Today. Uh, yeah, I'm starting. <laughs> and he starts giving me cufflinks, and he's, uh, then he's like, here's a, here's a question. Are you married? And he's, I said, yeah. He goes, here's a more important question. Do you like your wife? <laughs> he's like, what, well. is, what does that mean? Because it's behind curtain number three. No. Um, Going to get a little stormy. No. So he... Uh, so he... Um, he, he gives me this watch and he takes the price tag off of the watch as he's handing me. Now remember, we're in Trump Tower and I should be, I can't, my brain isn't wrapping around everything that's going on. We're in Trump Tower, it's out in the open. So it, it's not, it can't be that expensive, right? But it's Trump Tower and it's right, Donald Trump right. giving it to me. Yep. So, and I'd heard Charlie Sheen tell the same story about Trump giving him a watch. And like people are like, no way he did that. And I'm like, no, it actually he's done the same bit to me. There you go. So, uh, so he, uh, it was interesting because I learned something about my wife. <laughs> she, she, I, 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 in this moment, because I called her and I'm like, Donald Trump just gave me this. It was gold. It was like a gold watch, Jeez. diamonds all over it. And I call her and I'm like, Donald Trump just gave me this watch. And she asked the question. She goes, is it real? <laughs> I, was like, I, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I didn't even well, think about that. Yeah, it wasn't that, that, that time. And I, go, <laughs> I said, I don't know. And she goes, oh, don't worry. I'll call our jeweler. And I was like, that's why I was like, wait, wait, wait. We have a jeweler? Have a jeweler? Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a bad that's sign. That's a really bad sign. <laughs> yeah. Who's our jeweler? James. I thought he was an ambulance driver. Well, well. so I'm going to need that more. So, uh, so yeah, that I mean, that was a crazy moment. Uh, and then Trump took me around. Do you, you have a couple more seconds? He's taking me around Trump Tower. And it's tr- I'm still dressed as him. And there's just the two of us. The two of us, he's just pointing at things. See that Starbucks? See that Star-? And he was doing this. We're on the escalator going down. He goes, that Starbucks? That's the number one Starbucks in of the entire world. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then of you would think on the bottom floor of Trump Tower would be. It makes a lot of sense. People coming out from the street. But that's on the second floor. That means a lot of people. <laughs> Are going up the Trump Tower elevator out of their way to go to the Trump Tower Starbucks. (laughs) But he was nice to you, wasn't he? Super nice. But he was a like it was a weird thing. And I'm I'm kind of I'm libertarian-ish. Okay, so I'm kind of but I try to stay apolitical. Like I try to like I'm like do what you want. Just don't you know make me have to pay for it. I'm fine with taxes. Just quit telling me I'm a bad person because you don't think I pay enough. Well, there's a lot of that going on. I pay pretty well. so uh, so it's one of those things uh, where he was he was a different person off screen. Now, I can't tell you he what was. he's like. Yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, because I. Is different. 
And it, I, I got, I, under, I kind of understood after the fact. I go, oh, this is how he negotiates with people mm-hmm. because he's different than he is yep. on TV. And you go behind the scenes, and he's actually a little bit self-deprecating, or at yes, least he was he with is. me. And yep. really, oh yeah, was it totally? And never, like I said, we said this stuff a lot t- of that. Yeah, I said you see this stuff on China. He goes, don't listen to any of that. He's like, oh, he's like, that's silly. That's nonsense. What I was saying. Now this is before, uh, but I just seen him on some business channel or something like that. He's like, don't pay attention. So I was like. Really? He goes, what you're doing is tremendous. Keep making fun of me. It's very good. Like he got, like he got the joke. Yeah. I did not expect any of that. Now, I think when somebody becomes president, though, it's a different thing. Oh, yeah, you change completely. Like everybody, mm-hmm. like now you've had, a, you know, a percentage of the country that's voted for you um, and you've won an election. I've heard from lots of political insiders. It's over at that point. Yeah. Like you can't tell a person who's now in charge of basically the world in a lot of ways, yeah, mm-hmm. true. the world's safety. You can't tell them what to do. It just doesn't happen yeah. anymore. No, that's true. So, um, so yeah, it, it's he was very nice to me. I mean, I've heard tons of crazy stories, but uh, I don't know. I mean, have you met most of, you know, one of your killer ones was is Robin Williams, that one. Did you was, ever, did you supposed meet to meet Robin guys? Williams, but his son came to a club in San Francisco and then he was going to bring his dad back the next day, and they didn't come. And I was like, "Ah, oh, this sucks." You know, like you know, oh, woe is me kind of thing. Two days ra- later, I read Robin Williams back in rehab. Oh. So, so you got him to things. drink again? Way to go! Yeah, yeah, I think it might, it might have been the heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Wizard of Oz thing you did, right? Where. Robin he he did the whole thing. Yeah, because yeah, oh why, why hire any other actors? Just let him do it by himself. <laughs> yeah, oh, my exactly. God, here we go. And we're dancing, and we're dancing. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have one M. Gelfand on the phone. Oh, Michael Gelfand. Good Mr. morning. Mr. Text. What's up, Mr. Text? Uh, I'm just, uh, I am, this is fascinating conversation. You know, I was always a uh, big fan of Robin Williams, except uh, when he was acting. <laughs> that's nice yeah well, it was really a nice guy from everything I've, I've heard yeah i never met him he's one of the few people i never did i never did meet him no i can't think of well you know he was well known for uh writing checks to all the uh comics that he stole jokes from there was there was that yeah so you know that's i guess that's He's a typical human being, you know, you uh, a little well, bit good, a little bit bad, and uh, mostly just kind of neutral. But, right. but you know, so many so many comics or celebrities really steal jokes. They don't write checks. That is very well, true. Well, here's the thing, though. Nowadays, that's called TikTok. Yep. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. It's yes. just yeah. the blatant ripping off. I know the of... people who think they're so funny, they're literally just, they're playing a video of a guy doing a joke, but then they're mouthing the words. Right. Like, what the hell is the point? I, I don't get it at all. And I'm old now. <laughs> TikTok well, made me kid, old. So you're yeah, just 36. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sure he's going to get into some dumb crap that I'm not going to understand. It's not even invented yet, but exactly. every generation has be. to piss off their parents, and mm-hmm. it gets harder, right? Apparently, well, I guess we'll see. Uh, my parents used to think I was lazy when I played video games. They said that was when it was oh, you're really? lazy. Oh, that's what I was, yeah. And now I tell my kids they're lazy when they're watching videos of people playing yep, video they're games. Watching yeah. You yeah. didn't that's even right. have the energy yep. to play the game yourself. You're watching a person just comment on it. I quit. No, I, I, I made fun of I my stepson it. for that very thing when he was 12, and he goes, yeah, that guy there. He just made two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, that's a joke. Too. I mean, the, the whole thing, it's unbelievable how that's set up that you can make that crazy. You know, I had a friend, that, actually a relative on my wife's side that worked at YouTube Google. And like he's like, that person's making $7 million yep. a year sitting there doing that whenever they want. Influencers. The yeah. mukbangs. Literally just, what you don't know what a mukbang is? No. It's, it's a trend. It's a, it's a Korean word. And originally it was, the idea was that you would tape yourself eating dinner and talking to the camera. Oh, it's right. like a simulated, yeah. like, you know, dinner with a friend kind of thing. But YouTube turned it into, let's order one of everything off the Wendy's menu and see how fast we can eat it. Uh, it's about as disgusting as you'd imagine. And these people are making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it. The, the aftermath would really be disgusting. Uh, <laughs> serious, it's one of the grossest I, things I I've ever heard video. of. Well, I don't know. Maybe they do video that. I'm sure they probably do. Well, that, that's more way. like L.A. Beast who eats weird stuff and then almost inevitably always throws up afterwards. Like he'll eat, he'll eat a cactus. Not like, not like a fried cactus. He'll take a cactus, <laughs> a, cactus. a potted <laughs> cactus, and eat it like an apple. And then throw up afterwards. They have little prickly things. Yeah, in they your sure mouth. do. Oh, yeah, he's dr- he's yeah. drank like an entire um, an entire jar of vegetable oil, uh, that kind of thing. See, that's why there used to be gatekeepers <laughs> to yes, getting things yes. out. You mean the gate there? to the uh, the asylum? I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean. It's unbelievable. What I I have a theory on TikTok too, and I'm on it because you kind of you have to be to try and you're that Instagram and all these things because I would go into executives rooms and I wouldn't have the following and stuff like yeah. that and they're like why not I'm like well because it's terrible this yeah, is all garbage terrible and stupid but my belief is that you know China the government's heavily involved in that yes. uh, yeah. they're involved in anything that's even an entrepreneurial quote unquote yeah. engine. But what are they known for? Stealing everybody's ideas, right? Not mm-hmm. the Chinese people, the Chinese government. It's the, it's the, and people are, we all are a product of our own government too and stuff like that and what we have as a culture. But what, what do they do is you buy Chinese knockoffs online and stuff like that. I think there's Russian knockoffs and stuff too, but you, you buy that kind of stuff. But this is, what do they get you to do on TikTok? Like Andy was saying, you, you're lip syncing. You're lip syncing somebody else's material. So now what they're doing is they're getting everybody to believe that the ideas and stuff are shared and belong yep, to everybody. Exactly. No intellectual property. No intellectual property oh, whatsoever. That's not Which just... is how it operates in China, by the way. There is yeah, no IP. Right, they don't give right. a crap. Right. So no, kids coming up think they can just do other people's jokes. That's, yep. Now, it's no longer called stealing. It's called a trend. Mm-hmm. So you trend. just copy what somebody else is doing. Package it exactly the same way. Maybe put a slight twist on it. Maybe not. But either way, it's just derivative or copying. And people are fine with it. Hmm. It's okay. You know, this, is, this is why the uh, people from India will rule the world in another 20 years. Because they shut it out. Because they, yeah, because they shut it down. It's yep. banned in India. Love it. But that's, that's made its way to other social Because everybody at social media platforms, they don't care. Yeah. You know, they don't care about you. It's just how much money mm-hmm. can they make, how much data can they get. Right. So it's all in the, data. the more you use it, the more data they get and the more data right. they can sell. Yeah. Right. Which is why I look, I watch a lot of things that I don't like, like girls shaking their butts and stuff like no. that. Okay. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mike, Mike, can I ask, why are you not here? Yeah. Where are you? Oh, I, I, I had to have, uh, I had to pose for some uh, intestinal imaging. I don't think we need to know any more than that. Okay, that's enough. 
Is, it, is this a TikTok thing smoking. you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. What's that? Is this a TikTok thing you're talking about? That's Some sort of not. intestinal trend? That I, I missed out on something, didn't I? <laughs> you, did. you could have made $200,000. I was just hoping to be on the cover of the October edition of Intestine Monthly. <laughs> Intestine Monthly. So we got to go back to, so now you can steal intellectual property and not get sued for doing it. Well, it's, it's, it falls under the umbrella of parody on that. Yeah. Um, so I could literally dress up like Rodney Dangerfield and do a show every night for an hour. But you can't do a show, no. You can't sell tickets to a show. Oh, no, I but you want to get them to you watch. Could. You think so? Oh, yeah. Well, I suppose if you're a tribute, yeah, then, you yeah, that would, band, that would be, like that's the, true. The Dodney that is true. Yeah, you could do a Dodney uh, Rangerfield. Yeah. You know, I'm leaving right band. now. <laughs> it's that easy to make money. Well, I mean, it's like what... I got tons of respect, you know. That's parody. not two of them. It's not even right there. What was the... The thing Don Shelby he did like a uh, Mark, Twain Mark Twain or something yeah, like Mark that. Mark Twain, yeah. Kind of similar to that. It's like Twain you know, doesn't he, suit anybody. In well, not lately. Years. Now. He's got an estate, though. I'm sure. Oh, I would yeah. bet his. I bet would bet that's maybe there's time that's run out on Do that. You think yeah, that so might public be uh, domain. public domain? Yeah, because there's Winnie the Pooh's public domain now. Right. So the is only thing really? that doesn't yep. run out is a registered trademark. Therefore, all of time. right. As long as you keep registering it, then you everything know, else. Really? Real estate falls in the ocean, patents run out, copyrights are 75 years, trademarks last forever. So we don't have to pay royalties now on 17th century drinking songs? No, not now. Probably yeah. not. <clears throat> not now. Start a band, Tom. Right, yeah, it's, it's time. You're absolutely right. Pantaloons. To your point, Tom, yes. Everything, and everything is just, you can steal everything now. That's what people do. That's like, terrible. People watch other people. And then, like I did, I did a thing. Um, and what they'll do is they'll take. Sometimes they'll leave you in it, like for the first. It's called a stitch. They'll leave you in it for the first five seconds, and then take over and do the rest how of it. How can as they themselves. do that? That's how it's set up. And I'm telling you, that's what it. That that's what it is. I mean, they're changing people's minds on what's okay. And it oh, used God. to be like if you went tried to go in Letterman. And you were going to do stand-up, they'd be like, you can't do that bit. That's a that's an old Ray Romano bit. You can't. That's a Brian Regan bit. It's too close. Yeah, yeah. We can't let you do that on our show. Now, you can put it out there. And that's people are terrible. doing it. And a lot of the viral stuff are like 80s stand-up bits just acted out. Like, you know, I go to the car dealership and uh, and uh, I, hear a, I hear a sound and, uh, you know, the, the is it a rah, rah, or is it rah, rah? And they're doing those old bits, but they're acting it out in two different parts. Oh, God. And you're just going, uh, that, uh, any comedian who were to do that now would be like laughed off the stage and be like, we do that in, in passing. You know, that's, you know. Isn't that, how do you do comedy anymore? How, I mean, I Jesus. don't do a lot. That's why I don't do a lot. So I just want to act. I mean, I don't even know. Because I'm, just... I'm, I'm not a provocateur. I'm not somebody who's out there. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that's the right word. But I feel, felt like it. But Agent I'm, provocateur. Yeah, but I'm not a person who's out there trying to stir up something. I just want people to, it's silly stuff, right? So. It's hot. What's silly anymore? Everything seems to make somebody right. mad. When, Frank, when you're when you're doing a voice, how much do those come naturally now because you've done so much? Or I don't do know, you I, have some to? I have to work on them some, but I don't even work on that many because try to do other stuff and be silly in my own. Because who's going to get canceled? You know, no. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that happens constantly. A friend of mine, Ross Marquand, had this great Kevin Spacey, like mm. the best Kevin Spacey, Mike John Gruden. I mean, all these. And then 
people want me to people I do live shows be like, yeah, I do some Groot. And I'm like, but if you're recording it and I don't see you recording and you put it on, you could use that to make me look really terrible. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But you know, I, it, I have a theory it, about the cancel culture that eventually the only actor left is going to be Ed Bagley Jr. Everybody else. <laughs> I love Ed Bagley Jr. So just Jr. do Ed and you should be oh, yeah. safe. What but, a nice but is man. It, is it like going, obviously you see this action hero physique and you think yes. that requires lots of time at the gym. Is this something you... You practice what the the voices? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I used to do it a lot more. But the, but you know when <laughs> the look when you do Bush is just awesome. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's got to stand in front of a mirror and figure it out. Uh, yeah, but I can kind of see it and feel it. A, a little bit can be okay. mirror, but I can I can kind of tell nowadays. I used to you know have the handheld mirror back in the day. And oh yeah. Look at oh, that yeah. kind of But thing. the eyes and the mouth and those paws. Right. So this is what I always say. The 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 mouth tells you how somebody talks, and the eyes tell you how they think. Yeah. So if you're doing like a Jeff Goldblum, uh, yes, uh, watch how his lips form, right? And then watch the eyes. Yes, yes, oh my. It's like you're in a, uh, in a haunted house, yes, and the, the picture <laughs> is following you. So... That you combine those types of things, and uh, you know that's what's different than about me from most of the people who do lots. Of, there's people who do lots of better dead-on voices than I do, but I try to become the character, and that's why that's very smart. That was always what it. But that's not yep. what they like. TikTok and all these things, they like just soundalikes. You don't even yeah. have to have a take. It's just repeating lines. God. Like it, it's not an entertainment value. It's mimicry. It's like people will do. Okay, now. Uh, ten Forrest Gump lines. Uh, here's my Forrest Gump impression, and then they do it. It's just so amateurish, and that's what people like about a lot of it. But the thing is, it's amateurish on a pro level because some people make crazy amounts of money doing this mm -hmm. stuff. And you just go. Uh, I had a guy years ago that took my John Gruden impression, and he started doing tweets with it. With your voice as John. Well, Gruden. no, he didn't do the voice, but he would. He would. He watched me to get you know the the. The point of view on it. I'll tell you what, man. You know that he right, would do right. all that and oh, all these he things, would. Okay. and he would start all his tweets with "I tell you what, man." And so I'm like, he doesn't really say that that much. I took that and God. kind of. It's like uh, Carvey going, "Not gonna do it." You know that that was stolen from Dana Carvey if yeah. somebody's doing an H.W. Bush going, "Not gonna do it," because that was Carvey taking something that he was brilliant. never really said, but sounded like he said. It, you're right. Constantly and making it a thing. So. But they just don't. There's no. There's no morality. It's just I have a take. So you work your ass off for years to develop a career, and they can just take it. That's what happens now. Oh God, Doug. How are things going at Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan? Well, we're in first and second place for the year in Minnesota. Well, that's pretty impressive. What do you think the secret is? Well, clearly people like overpaid morning DJs that can't throw a first pitch over the plate. That hurt my feelings on so many levels. Sorry. Some people actually like these goofy ads, but there's a lot more to it. I think people really like the one-price, upfront approach. They know they are being treated fairly. Yep. The free 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty doesn't hurt either. So what's going on this month? Well, inventory's finally getting better. We've got 75 Rogues and 25 Pathfinders available for delivery this month, and Nissan just came out with 1.9% for 36 months for people with good credit. The way interest rates are climbing these days, that's pretty darn good, Dougie. With all those Rogues and Pathfinders, free powertrain warranty, and low interest rate financing, no wonder Burnsville and Coon Rapids are setting records. We're like the Aaron Judge and Roger. Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. 
Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. So who's yeah. your, I mean, uh, I, I Madden paid the bills, but who's your favorite? Uh, I probably like the Robert Downey Jr. because I just wish I was him. I think that's... (laughs) You need some legal Not only that, I just want to, you know, be able to not pick up my Rolls Royce. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, what was the question? Did somebody say legal bills? What was the legal I said thing? Robert Downey Jr. Oh, but, you? <laughs> oh, but I didn't understand the legal bills. Is he in legal trouble? Or I, oh, off and on. Oh, he's probably got plenty to pay for that. Yeah, so I would assume so. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that. I think the Fed gets money from him. Like he's the one printing. <laughs> right. I just love the fact that his father got him drunk when he was five. Mm, yeah, he's got to get a run Terrible. at it. Like, why would you do that? To well, maybe it's like maybe old. it's like putting the the the, the kid in the. Uh, the closet make him smoke all the cigarettes. Yeah, maybe he'll never drink again. I heard an Anthony Jeselnik joke oh, yeah, that sure. was brilliant. Do you hear? Do you know the joke I'm talking about? No. He does the joke. He's like, my dad put me in a closet to smoke, you know, a full pack of cigarettes or carton of cigarettes. And he, you know what he taught me about was brand loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> like that's brilliant. That's, like I didn't see it coming, and I wish I did the impression of him, but it was. Uh, it's one of those where you go, wow, that's I get it. I know why people think you're great. So. Very cool. How often do you get people that walk up to you and they're like, "Oh, can you do an impression of my friend Roger?" All the time. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, and I, I tell him I'm. You have to explain that that's not how it works. Yeah, I'm. I'm a magician, not a wizard. Is what yeah. I tell them. I go, you, magicians take a lot of time to work on a trick. You practice it over and over and over. It's repetition. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same thing with an impression. You know this kind of stuff. Is you just say the same things you find. And that's the thing. Is it's so. It's it's just it takes so much time to work on something. If you don't have a take on it, that was always my thing. Was like, mm-hmm. why am I going to spend all this time to work on an impression that I can't use anywhere? What other yeah, than good, trying to sound idea. like the person? Like people do the cast of Better Call Saul for what? Because right. I love that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. But what am I going to do to that enough people are going to get it? And it's going to be funny and interesting enough. It's just not going to work for a big... It might work on a very specific audience. Okay. Right. So now I can do two posts with it or you know, maybe some little ones here and there, some uh, sprinkle it in. But it's, I need stuff that's going to work you know, on stage, that's going to work for a lot of people with the amount of time I have to put into it. So, so when you do a set or whatever, you, when you're... How structured is that before you go on? I mean, you have right enough. now. It's a lot less because I'm working on doing different things. I mean, I'm trying to throw a lot of 
improv in there and trying to create more of a me character. The problem is I talked with Lewis Lee from Acme yesterday is that me bouncing around from character to character is kind of what I am. That's yeah. the that's, that's what the people thing. know you for. Yeah. Right. But of not course. just but people know not only do they know me for that, but but they think they know me for different things. They think they know me for long form character stuff. Well they when, the only time I've ever really done that was a little bit of mad TV. That's been many, many years. Yeah, it's been a while, and yeah. the NFL on Fox, which was over ten years ago. I did some yeah. in ESPN after that, but that was ten years ago. Yeah, Fox was oh, over ten God, years ago. But that's gotta be exhausting. I mean the the amount of it's better knowledge. than you suck. <laughs> oh, no, no, it, I get it, but oh, you know, weird. I was watching some of the stuff on YouTube and all of those characters to keep that moving. Jesus. Not for me. That's the way I think. That's okay. the way I go. It's like yeah. if I I like to go from voice to voice because I don't really have interest in staying in the character and being the character. Some people try to get me to do that. Like let's we're going to do twenty minutes. I go. That's not what I do. Get somebody else who does that impression and likes to. I want to be me. And sprinkle all the other stuff in. I want to be the producer's button where they're pressing and doing sound effects. The sound effects just happen to be the voices. That's what I want. I like Robin, how Robin Williams would use voices. Because yeah. that's what I grew Jonathan Winters would do. I love Jonathan oh, Winters. Oh, God, I love But, God. oh, I did something a little weird today. You know, but it was. <laughs> you do have the eyes down. Oh, <laughs> yes, but that's when I, And there then my is. man and dad were there and they were sprinkling. I was like, so, um. <laughs> Not sure what it was, but Mr. Downey was there. And uh, so I like to go in and out like I'm just doing right there to make a point. I don't like to do it to be to try and pretend like I am the per- person like these. The, uh, that's why I have the distinction between impersonators and impressionists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big difference. Impressionists are 19th, 20th century painters. No, uh, impressionists. <laughs> yeah, sure I saw the off. tweet. Uh, impressionists are, I, I think of somebody who works in it works them in and you know has a take on the person what's a comedic take now impersonator is a person who's trying to pretend they're that person and might be doing a right, show right. like a you know a share impersonator in Vegas mm-hmm. where they're on stage I I have no interest in being an impersonator because I'm not trying to regurgitate anything for the most part I'm trying to make points and be silly and get the laughs and use that stuff to sprinkle it in to get extra laughs they you know some people have a crutch. I have a wheelchair. That's the kind of thing. That's just awesome. Now I have a question for you. This just struck me while you were talking. 1975, so we're going back a ways. I would have been one. I, <laughs> I was Thank 23. Thank you for that. 23. So. 23 and me. Uh, I was hired to do some stand-up at the Marriott down on 494. I was doing a show on WDGY Radio, which is now KFAN, actually, 11. Well, no, it's News Talk now. But I was hired to do some stand-up. I don't think I could do it anymore because the biggest one that went over the best was Muhammad Ali. Could right. a white guy do an impression of a black guy and make money yeah, doing it? I don't know. I don't know. Do 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 I do the Charles Barkley voice all the time. I do Charles. Well, no, I'm just saying, can you do it? Can you do an impression of a black man now and not get in trouble for it? I mean, just the voice. Yeah, I, mean, I do it all the time. Well, yeah. good because I mean, I, yeah. Hey, they're getting I mean, some so people, touchy about Some people that. get mad about it. Like, what are you going to do? I'm like, we're all human beings. That's. I know. Can everybody just start getting treated the same? That'd yeah. be everybody gets the same treatment. Wouldn't I could be one. Listen, I can understand the um, have you know that Cleveland character having a black person um, play that character. Yeah, I, I get that a yeah. little bit more. It's an original character. Yeah, that's and true. And it makes some yeah. sense. And it's like, but if if somebody uh, a guy I know, Josh Robert Thompson, does the best Morgan Freeman. I have a good Morgan Freeman. You he do has, have a good Morgan, but he has the best Morgan Freeman in the world. That's pretty would, good there, yeah, Frank. Yeah, but his is bad. But, his is, but <laughs> really? I would have him, if if somebody needed a Morgan Freeman, he would be the guy. I don't even care right. 
If some, it's like that's the best. That's who I think Morgan Freeman has dubbed for it. Well, see, again, you're talking about a, a voice, not a person. Right. That's a huge difference. There. Yeah, I think uh, it's, Tom, Tom's granddaughter does a great Howard Cosell. She happened to be here. She's four years old, <laughs> and we're leaving, and she's running down the hallway and trips and goes. Down goes Frasier, four years old. It was just, I just, she has any idea who Frasier even she refers to. Down, down goes so where did she get that's real? Well, she's, yeah. Oh, but yeah. She's, she's yeah. Just, so somebody's fallen before you've said that. And, and Absolutely. Exactly so she, right. was just, she was just TikToking. Yeah, she was yeah TikTok exactly. Yeah. Bop, bop. She was doing an impression. TikTok and bop, bop. That's all she was doing. really funny, though. I, I tell you, honestly, Scott, I really think we're going to have to move back toward the center at some point, aren't we? I would think. I would think. God, I, I hope so. But it's I like watching really these guys, old. like you know, people like Bill Burr and yeah. uh, uh, Chappelle and uh, Joe Rogan. You watch them, and I'm, I'm not a, I'm just not a, I'm not a fighter, and I, my, my stuff is all corporate stuff and things. Right. Like that. So I don't want to get right. out there and. You know, throw bombs. I have, you know, there's two. You, you can come at me for too many things at Mad TV and stuff like. I have no interest in you know drawing, you know, stirring up that kind of controversy because I'm. I think I look at everybody as we're all hypocrites. Everybody's a hypocrite. I'm yeah. a hypocrite. Yeah. We're all hypocrites. It's just your level of hypocrisy, and uh, people who usually come after you are usually. Are huge hypocrites that have done something terrible themselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, when they, like when they say don't buy this product or that product because it's uh, it's got Saudi parts or something like that or Saudi, you know, it's like, well, find me something that doesn't right. doesn't go through somewhere in a chain uh, supply chain or something like that where you're going. What? No, everything has parts from somewhere else. Everything has labor that's somehow contributed. There's no well. way to do that. I'll give you an example. I just bought six pairs of tennis shoes because the company, the, the shoes that I love is going out of business. Right. It's Asics. Asics tennis shoes. Oh, they're going out of business? They're going to stop oh. making tennis shoes. Look at this. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I love them. I yeah. think they're fantastic. You're kind of tempting God sure. there, aren't you? Why is that? Tom? Why? Tom, you're kind of tempting fate. How? Well, I mean, I, well, just for, like I always say, I never buy more than full, four rolls of toilet paper. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm, but back to I the intestines. It, Mike, <laughs> the reason I did it is I went to the store, and they said, oh, well, we've got some ASICs, but they're not going to make tennis shoes anymore. They're going to do other things, but they're not going to make tennis shoes anymore. And I said, why not? They said, because they're expensive. And I said, so? <laughs> good shoes are good shoes. shoes. Well, they're the only tennis shoes made in America. The rest are made in China. Uh, so people will go out of their way to save a few bucks by supporting China. Yep. See, I thought New Balance was still made in the U.S. I think it is. I think you're right. I, I think there's probably, there's probably some companies. I think, I think there's the only, only a couple one. of them, though. Yeah. But seriously, they'd rather support China than spend a few extra bucks on a pair of tennis shoes. Yeah. That's kind of hypocritical. But then they get mad at you for driving a car that has one mile per gallon less than theirs. Right, exactly. It's like, okay, I'm going to ship my shoes from 7,000 miles away so I can save $5, exactly. but you are a bad person for not driving the same car. See, I don't have any problems with anybody doing any of this stuff. Just don't complain. Exactly. Right. Yep. Just right. don't make the complaint. Like your point yeah, exactly. there is just don't make the complaint. Mm -hmm. That somebody's doing something wrong because you're doing the same thing. You just don't know about yeah, it. It's true. not being brought. So, uh, like, like the people getting mad about the live tour. Yet they're right. big yeah. into the NBA. Yeah. Like, NBA is huge in China. What are you huge talking about? China. What are you doing? Like you don't. You're not. You're just you're ch selectively choosing all these different things to be mad about. When you should be. You've got to either be mad about everything or nothing. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. A lot of people are choosing everything, though. Well, the difference with the PGA is all white people. 
Well, now it is. Well, don't take a shot at Tiger. I'm I love Tiger. Leave him alone. I like Tiger, too. He was a lot of fun to watch back in the day. Boy. Man. He's still fun to watch. I yeah, did not know he was as big. I stood next to him once. I didn't talk to him, but I stood next to him. He's big, man. Not He's bigger than me. Guy. I'm huge. You're huge. I'm huge. Six four. Like six foot four and a half. And a half. I forgot the half. Six foot four and a half. I forgot the half. Rounded up to six five. Very quickly while you're doing the voice. Uh, I, I could show you the picture, but I'll do it with some other. And these guys already know this story, but I was invited to have lunch with President Trump when he was still president because he wanted to ask me. Yeah, he, he wanted my opinion on something. Okay. So it was obviously a media question, right? Sure. But do you have any extra money? The <laughs> yeah, do you have any more money on you, Tom? I, but uh, I was standing there talking to him, and he was very pleasant, very nice. And the security guy comes over and leans in my ear and goes, and I'll, I'll clean it up because he threw a word in there. He whispers in my ear, get your hands out of your pockets right now. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> like, yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that, they don't like you having your hands in your pocket standing next to the president of the no. United States. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. For, I thought about it after he told me that, though, because he sounded very serious. Oh, yeah. You know, I, wonder no, no, no. Said this, I wonder if they said the same thing to Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Get your hands out of your pockets or out of your pants. For I was that say, that's not my pocket. That's not, that's not my pocket. But, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, Mike, we were just talking about this. I don't know if you were on when we were talking about this or not yet. Do you, do you think we will, maybe in the next year or three or something like that, can we possibly move back a little bit more toward the center? And I'm talking about both sides. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think that the, the rupture is here to just stay. Just no. Because for one thing, politics is I mean, it's, it's cliche, but it's a blood sport now. Oh, it's all and, money. Uh, all and money. I, don't, I don't know how you walk that back. But I just, the people need to stop watching it. We were talking about that this morning on the morning show. I can't watch a whole newscast anymore. because People get so, are, they are not watching it. Good. I'm glad to hear Viewership that. Viewership is down every month. Glad to hear it. It'll be back up for a presidential election. Yeah, oh, yeah unfortunately, it yes, it will. But seriously, they got to stop watching this. It's, it's one guy lies about this side, and then it goes on the other channel, and then they lie about that side. It's See, like, I think oh my God. we need a very boring president. Who just doesn't do anything, never we says had anything. A lot of those. Well, we, we well, actually, Biden is fairly we have, boring. We have we got that. He's just so boring, he falls asleep. Right. Yeah. He bores himself he's to sleep. Not a lot of high, he's not a high-voltage figure. Well, well he spends really a is. lot of money. He does spend a lot of money. That's a big problem. But yeah, he's making a lot of big... I mean a president who doesn't do anything ever. <laughs> Zero executive orders. <laughs> Lord Fillmore, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah. See, that's the thing, because it's all about the game, right? It's not about... It's not even about the president. It's about the party and and yeah. fight and trying to win. It's right. really more. Oh, yeah, of course. Eisenhower. I mean, listen, Eisenhower. I, yeah, I've heard every single every election. I hear this is the election that determines yep. the fate every single one of the country. The country is either going to go this way, but it, it seems to and be. And everybody wins by a mandate, even though it's one percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was mandated yes. by the American people. No, you weren't. You right. barely. Made I know, it's it always a landslide. Right. It is always a Reagan lesson. was the last guy time time somebody got smoked. Walker Mondale oh, yeah. won they won Minnesota. One okay. state, yeah. Forty nine and one. He state. won yeah. one state. Oh, in the District <laughs> of Columbia. He won oh, that too, I think. Okay. I think that's true. But two out of fifty one, not not great. Yet another politician was not a big fan of mine. I will tell mm. you that. A lot of <laughs> lot of politicians don't like your Uncle Tom because they're all pigs. It's the children who are wrong. It's the children who are wrong. Now, I, I honestly, God, I've gotten to the point I watch television and I just go, I can't 
like these. There people. was a study. I, I, I just saw it or some uh, people that watch too much news get physically sick. I'm sure more, they do. For oh, real. They're constantly stressed they about but, everything going on. All right, yeah. so what is the news? The news is not really the news no, anymore. You're oh, right. It's one side of something. And I, but I like I like capitalism overall. Okay, I do. Yeah, I mean, overall. I, I like capitalism. The it problem helps. is what happens in capitalism is that, and we're probably there in that region now, is where people get too greedy. That's, the, the, yeah. you know, right. the, the people get greedy and it gets greedy. When capitalism started in this country, and don't, this, might, this sounds kind of anti-capitalism, it is not. But when capitalism started, there were a lot of ethics, and it was person to person. Mm -hmm. And you're, it was all dealership dealing with people. It was all dealing face to face, mm -hmm. and you could build. And then as companies got bigger, and then stocks and stuff like that it became more numbers and not about people anymore. So it, it, it was faceless, right? So now we don't have those ethics and stuff like that, and it gets lost. You don't have the ethic. Capitalism with some sort of ethicism, ethics and morality – that really, that's great. That's fantastic. The problem is we don't have any of it anymore. Well, no. Anywhere. No. And, and you're right. And, and, you know, one of the reasons for that, and one of the reasons we won't go back to the middle, is because we don't have any guardrails anymore. Right. That's very true. Well, everything Mike. is anonymized, which makes it very easy to be a psychopath in today's world. But it's, it's impossible to find the truth. Yeah, right. yeah, that's part that's of the true. problem. But, yep. when it go, yep. but to bring it back to news where you started, the news is all based on a, an economic model for each channel. Yep. How can we make enough money uh, to, to appease stockholders, to appease uh, you know, bosses right. and stuff? It's right. not about getting you the news. Well, it really is not. No, there no, might be individuals. The other thing is it's turned into a race because think before the Internet, they'd have a whole day to develop stories, write them. Right. Everybody yes. put yep. the news out at right. the same time. And now yep. it's like, uh, this but seems it, like it might be it right. Had, Let's just go it, ahead and publish it. We had one north. Now you go CNN, Fox, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it's it's polar opposites <laughs> yeah. of the same story, and you're like, yep. as a... Well, it's because uh, news shouldn't be corporatized because corporations are beholden to their shareholders, which means if they can make money, they have to. Because yes. if they don't, they'll get news voted out. About facts? No, it's about selling. Not shows. if it's in a corporation, yeah, <laughs> right? I get that, but yeah, but the, it should be there should be a center line to this thing, and I, as I would like that. Dealerships and mics at guardrails. We get paint on them all the time, right? And so, but, but it doesn't could, sell. Exactly. No, it doesn't yeah, sell at the right. at the level they want it to sell. If the board can say you're costing us money by staying in the center, they're going to vote you out, and you're out of a job. So yeah. instead, they come to you and they say, okay, uh, we can make a whole lot more money if we start leaning this direction. You don't do that, then you're out. So, But they're not leaning. It. They've tipped over. Well, I mean, you know, you <laughs> yeah, lean every well, day and it eventually accumulates. Because it's about yeah. getting – do you remember – I don't remember any news anchors. I don't remember Peter Jennings or no way. anybody. You're right. I don't remember them mentioning – other news anchors yeah. in, bra in Never brawls, like in oh, on-air yeah. brawls. Now, the I'm not, I'm not going to say news anchors, but the opinion people that are kind of that seem almost news anchory, they all mention each other. Yeah, they do constantly, the and they have yeah. beefs on air and talk about what a jerk this guy is, and how dumb, and they show clips from other people's shows. The news anchors never used to show clips no, from other people's God, shows. They no. didn't even admit that they existed. I agree. Walter well, Cronkite, you're talking about. Talking about Peter Jennings stuff, you, know, you do have to make the distinction between broadcast and cable. You do. Absolutely. That is true, yes. 
But I think that the, the broadcasters, even you know, if it's if it's David Muir or somebody, they'll show something that somebody else made yep. news. Yep. They'll show yep. something if somebody does something big enough. They'll show something that because people a lot of times, and I was taught. I went to school for broadcast journalism. They taught us don't become the story. Look right. at the story from afar. Well, now a big part of it's about becoming part yep. of the story. Yep. This has got Madden written all over it, right? So if <laughs> I mean, somebody throws a flag, there's probably a penalty. There's probably going to be a penalty there. <laughs> right. You got him to do it, Tom. Well, Good job. Well, no, but it is. Isn't it just so simple as the facts are, and that's what you're saying. You're supposed to deal in the fact. Right, but it does. It does. Fact doesn't make money. Yeah. No, and I, and again, I've tried to. I try to. Um, I try to defend the capital, the capitalist thing, but here's that's the problem. I mean, the, those are the weird things. That's where things get weird, right? Healthcare gets weird oh, because you're God. making money. You're making oh, money. God. Insurance gets weird. All these things get weird. News gets weird. There's a few different things that become about mental and physical health that where capitalism, you go, ah, I wish we could have more just morals in it. But you can't if you want free, if you want actual capitalism. Well, those are all things that have uh, been corporatized. Yeah. All those yeah. things, insurance companies, they're yeah. corporations, hospitals are corporations. If it's been incorporated, it exists to make money. So there has to be, you would think, some sort of alternative to incorporation that gives you the same benefits and the same structure, but without having to go to your shareholders and say, this is how I made you a bunch of money today. Right. But I don't know. If, I mean, there's nonprofits. I suppose that would be the uh, alternative. And I don't know why hospitals aren't nonprofit. You would think they would be, but because there's, there's a lot of money. In it. Yeah, money. that's the. Could I, I suppose ask you guys a question about thing. that? I'm glad you brought this up. I just counted because they found our chief engineer dead yesterday at KQ. What? You what? Oh, you didn't know that Gary died yesterday. They found him dead. From Correct. what? They don't know yet. Oh. Yeah, you've known Gary. Oh, that's right. You didn't know Gary died. I had no idea, no. Yeah, they found him dead yesterday. Yikes. He's the 15th person in the past 24 months that I've known has died. Now, this is getting a little weird. Well, how old is Gary? 15 people. Gary was 60, I think. Oh, that's young. That's young. Oh, yeah. Pretty he was young, in really yeah. good shape. I mean, he, he had some, you know, leg injuries and stuff like that, but nothing about the heart or the head or anything like that. Well, but he, Mike, he did walk? you know that Gary died? Dude nope. does now. Well, yeah, I know. I know this is very, very sad. But, but see, well, my my wife's sister, my sister-in-law Pam, just had a brain bleed. She's uh, she's gonna die any second now. She might have died already. I don't know. It's very possible. Yeah. She was incredibly, incredibly good shape. Didn't drink. Didn't smoke. And by the way, you, you pill. What? Len Dawson. Yeah, Len Dawson passed away yesterday, and they had picked at 87, and they had a picture of him in the Super Bowl having a heater. Oh, cigarette, yeah, yeah. And a drink. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was fresh. He lived to it be was 80, fresh, was He fresh, wasn't guy. having a coffee. Well, you think well, there wasn't any was. booze in there? There was booze know. in there. But this 15 the way of the time. people I know have died. It started with Scott Hansen. You remember Scott Hansen? Yeah. It started with him. And that was only about a year ago, was it not? But Something you got like Louis Anderson, you got, you know, Gilbert, I mean, Gilbert Gottfried died. You got Bob Saget, Saget. died. I, I have many friends that have died. I, what's what is happening? Well, here? They're getting that, older. That's, yeah. no, that's not it at all. I think that is a lot it of it. Yes. I mean, I'm I'm starting to for the first, you know, probably 20 something years of my life. I didn't know a single person who died. And yeah. now I can I can name a handful at least. But Jesus, all these people. Yeah, that's. You know, there well, I think a, in a our long run on comedians, though, all at the same time. Though. Yeah, I think there's. Our lifespans are a lot shorter now than they were just a few years ago. 
Yeah, wasn't it a few years ago? I mean, obviously a lot of that is COVID, but not all of it is COVID. Well, yeah, I mean, Doug, you mentioned the comedians, a lot of isolation. You take someone who thrives off of uh, being around other people, whose livelihood is based on going out and, you know, Audience. performing for other people, and you tell them you stay in your house for six uh, yeah, months. Yeah, I don't. I, God. Louie and Scott were, were really big people. They were and that's well, not, very Frank, big. How not this, a recipe this impact for you? Life. I mean, you're in it. Oh, I'd rather be alone. <laughs> I'm healthier than like I've right ever been. Now, you mean? Yeah, yeah, right now. <laughs> like right now. now. <laughs> if I need to talk to someone, I got voices. No, I, yeah, I don't. I'm not a person who likes to go out a ton or anything, anyway. No. So I, I so can, you don't need the audience. I mean, no, I don't. Okay. I don't. That's no. how you can afford to have your own jeweler. And we are back with stretches picks. Who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. Well, my whole life is about my kids. That's uh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, that's all. Yep. Once once I had kids, I mean, it's a situation where I said I had them, we had them, my wife and I had kids, and I go, well, this is where the 90% of the energy has to go to making sure they grow up as best as I can. I realize how many mistakes I've made. And I missed probably many, but I was re- I would rather like my kids have bad anxiety. I've been there for them as they have had the anxiety. Yeah. And if I wasn't there, I would really hate myself. I could be further in the different spots of my career. People always ask you, "What are you doing now?" I go, "I just work when I can. Less. I'm trying to find something, but I, I invest money. I, um, I, I, but I want my kids to get on the track." Where my daughter wants to get into PR, and she likes... I've had her get around a lot of Marvel people already. So she can now stand in a room. She's 16 years old, and she can stand in a room and have a conversation with Tom Holland or somebody like that Mm -hmm. because she's done it. She's talked to Chris Evans. She's talked to Josh Brolin. She's had those amounts of time where she spent it. Most people, especially 16-year-old girls... Can't talk at mm-hmm. that. They and, and the forty-year-old women faint when they see Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth. I've seen it happen. I've been right there. They faint. Oh, faint! Like women just <laughs> fainting, like just dropping, like I it's unbelievable. It. And he's just, well, there goes another one. All right, okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, it's funny you mentioned. My daughter's nineteen, and when she was fifteen or sixteen, she was so intimidated. If she wanted, if we were driving somewhere and says, "Dad, I want to get a pop," I'd pull into the stage. Go ahead. Can you come in with me? Yeah, no, no, that's still. And in three years, she decided to starting to uh, look at colleges. Dad, I want to go to school at the University of London. 
It, it's so it's amazing how quickly yeah. girls change. Yeah, there is there is that, but the, the starstruck thing is a whole. Oh, that's, that's, that, that's, that's yeah. something that you have to be desensitized to. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And once you start to realize that people are just people, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot. Of, but it takes time. It takes time because you'll see a superstar, and then you'll see another superstar, and they can't you. They can't have normal. My daughter was telling Chris Evans and Josh Brolin about her breaking her elbow. I mean, it's just they're just like, what's that? And they just had that's a normal phenomenal. conversation. So when she gets, if she gets into this line of business, if she decides that's what she still wants to do, she's way ahead and able to talk mm-hmm. to people that she, other people yeah. would just get yeah. there and freeze. Well, I mean, if you if all you've ever seen someone do is literally fly around and you know like uh, fight aliens and gods and stuff, right? It's natural. You know, it's not real, but somewhere deep in your you know primordial brain. Something thinks it's real because that's what right. it sees. So they're like, "Oh, this is an actual god that I'm looking at right now." But you know, it's once you see them, you know, eat too many tacos, you're like, "Oh, okay." It's not, <laughs> eat too many not so many. It's not so different from you and well, I. You and Alex, like Frank's kids, you've been around famous people your whole life. Yeah, that's got to be a whole different. And I. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I mean, you know, being around Doug, being around Tom. <laughs> right. Been talking to Mike Gelfan pretty much my whole life. See? Famous, yeah. famous See? KQ personality. Absolutely. And intestinal poster boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that'll that'll depress anyone. <laughs> no kidding. Do you play? Do you play an instrument at all? Me? No, no, no. Uh, oh. Gelfan, sorry, I was looking oh. at you. Um, just just the uh, just the computer keyboard. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn it! I thought you were going to say the Jews harp. I really did. <laughs> the om, om, what was om, the Jews? Was that the, the mouth? Yep. Thing? Yep. Yeah, that's, Why was that it was called a thing? Jews harp? I juice. I think it's juice. No, it is Jews. It's Jews. I think I, I would assume because Jews played it a lot back then. Why would they call it the Jew, Jews harp? Though I don't get it. And anything involving the Jewish religion. The answer is always obscure and disputed. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, probably true. Three thousand years ago, some Jew played the Jew's harp, and yeah. What I like is we have uh, uh, our development team, which is in Tel Aviv, and right. so they just sent us the holiday schedule for September and October, <laughs> which has yes. twenty religious holidays. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah. I'm like. Well, let's try to squeeze work in. And Hanukkah is not one of the major ones. No, this is a great segue. Can I put the arm on you to read something? Yeah, what is it? Like Christopher Walken <coughs> for I don't Israeli do a great, team. I don't do a great walk-in, but I can... You can do... You do I've heard you okay. do it before. It's okay. Do you do but this is walk-in? just for our friends in Israel, and English no. is their second language anyway, so just get it. Folks. Sure. Okay. I'll try. <laughs> well, that's, pretty, that's a pretty damn good voice that you All don't right, do. everybody be quiet, because we're going to be... Turn off quiet. the mics uh, that here don't... Uh, Shut count. up, Gelfan. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Fuse. Shut up, Gelfan. We ready? Let's start. To go. Fuse Auto Tech. It's not a bomb about to go off. It's welding cars to people. With technology, it's complicated. So complicated, it's being built by Israel's, you know, the guys that make it, the Iron Dome fuse. It's complicated. But it makes car buying easy. The end. Perfect. Yeah, yeah you don't do that. Christopher Walken. I don't. Yeah, yeah that was perfect. Awesome. That's a shitty Christopher Walken. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was terrible. That was fun. I do love him. Do you watch The Outlaws? Yeah. He is so good on The Outlaws. It's a it's about a it's a British it. show, right? Yeah. About a bunch of guys that committed crimes and they have to clean up the streets and all that. And he's on it. 
Oh my God, is he? Good. Does he fit? Like I, I was just watching um, Severance, an Apple oh, TV show. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just shows up out of nowhere. He's like, "How are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else is acting in a distinct form, and he's like, "Wow, this is great. Great to be here." Well, who the hell? Who's the comedian that walked up and then Christopher Walken was sitting there with Richard Belzer? God, who the hell was it? Oh, I know this. I've heard you tell the story. Before. It's phenomenal. But Christopher Walken is eating with uh, with Richard Belzer. I can't believe I can't remember the comedian because he does a perfect Christopher is it Pollock? Walken. Pollock? Kevin Pollock? No, it's not Kevin Pollock. Uh, it's... I know who it was. Um, Jay Moore? Craig, Craig Gass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Craig, Craig Gass. Gass. That's exactly who it is. He does a killer. He does. So Belzer calls Gass over the table and he says, Christopher, I know you get a little uncomfortable on this, but this guy does a perfect impression of you and you got to hear it. So you got Craig Gass going to do it. You got Christopher Walker. You got Richard Belzer. He does it, and Belzer tells me he just killed it. It was perfect, right? right? This impression, and he finishes the impression, and Christopher Walker puts his fork down and goes, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> How great is that? That's like the Rickles Sinatra story. Oh, one of right. the best. Favorite. Oh yeah. my God, what a great story. Can't you see I'm eating dinner? <laughs> Frank, please. Frank, please. <laughs> I loved Rick. I made Rickles cry once. Really? I, he was in studio, and I said, Don, I got to tell you, I saw you in an episode of Run for Your Life with Ben Gazzara. You were playing a, an insult comedian, just like you are, and uh, the episode was called Down with Willie Hatch. And I do remember the actual title after all these, that was, what, 50-some years ago probably maybe 60 years ago, but um, I, I, I was talking about it. I said, you played Willie Hatch, and because you were an insult comedian, people were attacking you on stage and trying to ruin your life and all the rest of it. I said, Don, that's, your acting in that was phenomenal. And he started crying It was because I told him he was a good actor. Oh, really? How sweet was that? I yeah. mean... That was 1967. Oh, so there you go. It's a few years ago, 55. Yeah. 61. Oh, God. No, it isn't. You're right. I got it. I didn't even graduate from high school. Nice nice degree. Okay, sorry. <laughs> He's a liberal arts major. We weren't into counting. <laughs> we weren't in, yeah, I noticed a lot of education is not into counting right. anymore. I did notice that. Well, these ways. So you're forgiven? They're not going to forgive a lot of your student loan? Uh, that's mm. the one thing I will tell you. I, I was in college for one day. I went to college. Well, I tested out of high school when I was 16, so I didn't even finish high school. I mean, I got a degree, but I or a diploma, I guess it is, but I never finished That's school. Been I just tested out, and then I was in college for one day. You don't what? have a college degree? Nope. I think so much less of you right now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what happened. This wow. is a true story. So I go. It's the psychology 101. I guess is the first class I'm going to go to, and I get there, and all these students came over and said. Uh, you're new to class. And I said, yeah, it's my first day. And they said, oh, God, you're going to love it. The professor is so good. It's just amazing. And they're just, you know, Minnesotans. And they're just talking about, oh, it's great to have you. And the professor comes in, and all of a sudden everyone has a British accent. Mm. Professor, what do you think of it? It's like, what the hell is this? What's that? That is odd. It was just weird. They had to sound much brighter. and You know, they had to sound so sharp. See, is there more to that? No, I just me going. I just, no, I don't. Are you just here. about finished? No, sir. so because my uh, my son just started at ASU, ah. and he was thinking about not going to school. I'm like, we got the money, go to school. The reason I want you to go to school is not really so much. You can learn some stuff in classes, 
some things because he's going for business. He wants to get into supply chain and finance. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> well, that does need fixing. So. Yeah. So that's what he's that's what he's working on. But I said the relationships, the people you will meet there is what's really yeah, important. Yeah, that's true. That is that's, true. And learning how to do work and be on your own more. That's what I want you to get out of college. Your degree that is, is going to be only worth so much. Although a lot of people use it as a you know a, a barometer for for you, but you don't need that in this world. Right, he's buying right. and selling shoes online. He's making like forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. And he's not even doing it full time, so he's Jesus. doing that type of stuff. But meeting people, getting those relationships. Because you want to go into business. Now, if you're an engineering major, you're a doctor, I get the education there. That's a little bit different. Yeah, you that's need, different. You right? need those, that book learning and whatever they're getting there. This is all about growing and maturing and being able to speak to people and then running into people down the line. Because you, 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 you won't believe how many people, especially in a college where there's 20,000, 30,000 kids going there, how many are you going to run that that's going to help you somewhere? I went to ASU. Oh, you did? I went to ASU, too. That's going to be right, a big Or right. I was in the, the Pac-12 or what it is, whatever it is at the time. I, you know, we were following that basketball team. There's so much commonality. How, much, how often does commonality help us in our lives? It's all sales, right? Sure. Everything, that's right. Everything is like, how can I relate to you? legitimately not faking it but what oh my gosh that you grew up there i mean so many times right the the valet at the at the hotel well we were parking the car and the guys are going to take car um and the other comic goes where are you from he goes milwaukee and then we start talking about milwaukee for a little while you just don't know and that's those things are and the college is a big thing especially when you're in the business world oh did you have this teacher did you have that teacher right. that person drove me nuts all of a sudden, you've got a shared experience. Now you're in their memory a lot more than somebody else who wasn't. So when you talked about Milwaukee, you start with Arts Performance Center. What the, I still that I might have been before your time. I don't even know what it is. The performing performing arts center is in was in downtown Milwaukee, uh-huh. right? The PAC. The, yeah. Was it was it Performing Arts Center? Right. Yeah. PAC. So the building next door to it became available, and a guy bought it and put in a strip club and called it Arts Performing Center. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if it's still around or not. Oh, I have I no know. idea. I, the first example of search engine optimization. <laughs> Arts Performing Center. Frank, is your uh, son going to live on campus then? He has. He's in the dorm there, but he's back and forth all the time. Yeah. I was telling a joke about this the other day on stage that, he, uh, we drop him off. We we move him into the dorm. Eight hours later, he's home, <laughs> doing laundry or something. And yeah. he looks at the dog gate and he's like, "Did you guys move this since I've been gone? Eight hours you've been gone." <laughs> and he's like, "He's going. He's this like, he's smaller than I remember." Yeah, like he's like, "This isn't the how. This isn't the way I grew up." What are you talking about? Know, you haven't phenomenal. even gone for more than you go to high school longer than this. You knob, <laughs> knob. Nice yeah. to call your son a knob. No, but yeah. I think you're right. My, my son went to CSU, came more of an entrepreneur than I he had started a home pharmaceutical business. Sounds legal. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Okay. Um, but, it, you well, know, it's, I, it, it's one of those things that I think that you're right. It's more about who and where totally. than the degree itself. Yeah. I, you know, who I don't even know very many people that do what their degree. Right. Very not few even people in I know. Field. Yeah. And so it's one of those things that it's the network of people you hang with forever. Yep. You know, Gelfand will tell you this when I, you know, because I can't say that I went to college. I'm not going to say for one day. Some people ask me where I went to school, and I say North High. They always take a step back away from me <laughs> every time. And I'm not kidding. They actually do. 
Miguel fan, you know that. Oh, yeah, it's true. And I'll tell you something. I went to college for four years, and I think I went to three classes. <laughs> so how'd that work out for you? Well, you know, it was tough. I mean, it took me like when I, I only, uh, after four years, I only had like 71 credits. You needed 140, I think, well, 150. And it took me almost three weeks to get a job as a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mike, should I tell, I'll close my part with telling a story about how you and I became friends. I get a call from the Star Tribune. Guy named Mike Gelfand, M. Howard Gelfand, actually was your moniker at that time. He wants to interview you about this. That I think it was about voiceover, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. It was. Uh, it was because you were. That was. That was when you were king of the voiceovers, and of course right. you were for many years. And then, uh, and then I think. Uh, well, it didn't quite. I think. I think what happened was you. You just weren't in with the right crowd after that. Is that right? Oh no! I think it's the fact that every publication and TV station in town called me a racist homophobe. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> right? You know, oh, that didn't. But hurt. I didn't. No, you did not. That's very true. But in any case, um, Mike and I became friends because he came over to my house and uh, to watch the Twins game. I said, why don't you come over and interview me during the Twins game because I don't miss the Twins games. This is now almost 40 years ago. Or it might have been over 40 years ago because I was just doing voiceover then. But in any case, he comes over and he notices. He goes, that's kind of weird because I set up nine bobbleheads in front of the TV. Remember this, Mike? Yes. The look on your face was fun. So when I wanted somebody to, to, like, say, get a hit, I would go over and bobble the head of the player, <laughs> of the player that was at the plate. And Kelvin said, basically, you implied that I was mentally ill. I do remember that. Well, that's because I didn't know it for sure as I do now. <laughs> that's exactly now you're sure he is. Now I know you're still out. Yeah. Why imply when you can confirm it? <laughs> exactly. But I'll never forget that. That, that was a lot of fun, though. God, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Herbeck hit the game-winning homer after I bobbled his noggin, which I'm going to do on Tuesday again. <laughs> Sounds yeah, so much worse. Next day, filthy man. You're filthy, all of you. <laughs> yeah, no okay. bobbling noggins. Mm-hmm. These terrible days. people. Did you hear Herbeck this morning? No, I did not. Because I'm going to throw out the first pitch Tuesday night. It's kind of a oh, farewell. are you really? Yeah, farewell there. Did you see what your buddy Meats on us did? No. Threw out the worst first pitch in the history of baseball. Well, you ever see him try to... He didn't, it didn't have make it off the mound. this, Tom? What? It did, you, you, can, you can look okay, it up on YouTube. Get it done? I've done it before. He's a local DJ, a friend of his. He didn't yeah, get it. It didn't get it past the dirt. Oh, I... It's Paulie. Paul, Paul, Paul Lambert's his real name. I'd be nervous as hell. I, 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 what I do is I throw it bad on purpose. Yeah, Just make absolutely. it funny. Just make Whip it, it funny. in the dugout? No, I threw it backwards. Mm-hmm. Like I went backwards, reached backwards, and the ball went out backwards, and people don't know what to think. Yeah. Yeah, that's very Better true. off than bouncing it. Yeah. Herbeck's going to wear one of the hats they're making, though, about the, the banner. Oh, cool. So he's going to wear a hat that says Tom Bernard IQ 92. <laughs> <laughs> what they told me to do, what I was told to do, it was not by Jerry Reinsdorf, but it was another owner. It was a co-owner of him. I'm not sure who uh, he owned part of the White Sox, but, uh, or at least his card said he did, yeah, and he yeah. was an old guy. And he said, the problem with everybody when they throw the first pitch is they release out in front of them. Yes. He says, no, 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 release out high and above. Release at, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, 11 o'clock. 
don't release down at nine o'clock. At nine o'clock, you, you don't yeah. have the you don't have the arm for that. No. So release up here because it'll go and yeah, it'll you just get there. Throw it. Everybody puts it in the Hard dirt because they release too late. Yes, that's so exactly right. Release early and it goes. And then I released it way early. How about if I just bring out the t-shirt cannon? Just shoot there that out of back. <laughs> I think it'd be. Good. You got to wrap it up. You got to wrap it up. That's Frank, unbelievable. Do you have any any seating available at Acme? Do you know there's still tickets for your show? Or do you want to? First no, it's all sold out. It is. Sold out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So don't go to Acme Comedy Club. Yeah, I mean sometimes people don't show up, but you can get a, you can get in. But there's there's no seats left to buy. So okay, just, always great to see you, my yeah, friend. Great to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Wraps up another exciting afternoon of Walzer Automotive Group's car selling secrets will be on next week, uh, but not the following week. The, in fact, the whole podcast is off the following week. Right? I'll be in your religious uh, holiday. So yes, it's a religious holiday. It is Yom Kippur. I'm going to Chappaquiddick to look over the side of the bridge. Are you really? No, I'm going to Nantucket. Okay. Well, we're yeah, we're going to Nantucket, which are you really? Martha's Good. Vineyard and Chappaquiddick. I, know. I grew right? up there. I know well, that's right. I know you grew up there. I was, at, I was at, on Cape Cod in 69 when that happened. You were? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't well, I know that. 11 years old. But you got to yeah, realize you, the yeah. Kennedys were royalty, oh, so nobody man. in the entire state oh, yeah, believed that it was true. That's it couldn't happen. No, Ted had never no, that. No, that never happened. happened. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that it's a little bit of a bitch to get there because the traffic is so bad now you can't drive there anymore. You know, there's a couple of decent ways to get there. I, my wife and I were in Boston. This had to be eight or nine years ago. There's a high-speed ferry that goes to, from Boston to Provincetown, which is it cuts off a whole bunch of time. And so Provincetown, you can drive there then? Uh, you'd have to rent a car in P-Town and drive down to High. I actually Anna's think my, da- my daughter was just there with a friend this summer. I think she took that. Yeah. I think it's, so it's you cool. can't get all the way there on a boat or anything? Not You check. You might <laughs> be able to from Boston, but I'm not sure. From the Boston airport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gayest town in North America. It's Provincetown is awesome. The Pilgrims stopped there. Yeah. And they said there's too many gay people, so they went on to, they went on to <laughs> so Plymouth. They just left. That was it. That's the end of the show. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you.